Welcome to the Back Row Texan Show. Brought to you by the Back Row Sports Network. I'm your host, Branson Thomas, talking all things Houston Texans football. Here we go. Welcome back, Texans fans. It's been forever since I've gotten anything out to you guys, and I wanted to apologize from the bottom of my heart that I have not brought you any content in, well, well over a month. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, life happens. You know, I've had personal stuff come up. I've had family issues, busy with my work, and all of that stuff. And then you throw in that, you know, I live in Minnesota, so... You know, we're dealing with COVID ramping up here. I know down there in Texas, it's it's ramped up, you know, full bore and going crazy already. Uh, but up here, it's kind of catching up to you guys. Then you also throw in everything that happened with George Floyd and being up here and dealing with that on a very close basis. He was from Houston, so it's kind of a, a double whammy for us. And so I feel like I should touch on it a little bit anyways. You know, being that Houston's really jumped in front, in my opinion, on kind of taking the lead in reacting to to this situation and trying to go forward with it. Bill O'Brien was the first coach or GM to say anything on the matter and really, you know, was pushing forward and being really supportive of his players, you know, and backing them 100%. You know, he's he's even gone out and said he plans on taking a knee with all of them, if that's the case. He got on a Zoom meeting with the media and not necessarily hijacked it, but spent the first 10 minutes basically talking about it and just being real genuine, it seemed like, with how he felt on the matter and going forward. And and I'll quote him here. He said, yeah, I'll take a knee. I'm all for it. The players have the right to protest, a right to be heard, and a right to be who they are. They're not taking a knee because they're against our flag. They're taking a knee because they haven't been treated equally in this country for over 400 years. He genuinely is behind his players in that. He's come out before, um, back when, you know, issues arose with the previous owner, rest in peace, Bob McNair. Uh, But he had some comments that, you know, were unfavorable with a lot of people. Um, Bill O'Brien, you know, was backing his players then. And he's still doing it now you know he's real supportive of Kenny Stills Kenny Stills is is high in this you got Justin Reed's brother Eric Reed who is big into this as well you know so you're gonna have Justin Reed who's in on it too so it'll be interesting to see you know what takes place I know him J.J. Watt uh, the owners you know they all went to uh, George Floyd's memorial there in Houston um, and several players, including Deshaun Watson, you know, were out seen in during protests, peaceful protests. You know, that's what it's about. It's, you know, do the peaceful protest, you know, be smart with it. I wish you'd be safe with it too, just because of everything going on with COVID right now. You 
you know, you're, you're looking out there and there's 75,000 people in the streets, you know, jam-packed, and, and that's, it, it is dangerous for some people just due to COVID. You know, we'll touch on COVID in a minute, but my two cents in the matter, everybody should be treated equal and nobody should feel unsafe at any time. And unfortunately, that's how it is today for some people. And I am terribly sorry for that. You know, hopefully going forward, it's more peaceful. People feel that they're not threatened and can live life, you know, happily and joyfully. But that's going to be all I say on the matter for now. And we'll move on to what I was saying earlier with COVID. You know, it's it's really screwing up a lot of stuff for us to, uh, these days. They've already announced they're going to shorten the preseason. They're eliminating weeks one and week four um, and continuing to play two and three so far. Anyways, I was really disappointed with that, too. Um, I get it. I 100% agree. You know, do something like that. I do think you need at least a, a game or two in there so that the guys who, you know, they're trying to make the team, the undrafted free agents, the, the older veterans that are still trying to prove points, you know, they get their roster spots in that game four, you know, in the preseason there. So I do think they need at least one or two games, but I just wish they would have played week one. You know, Houston was coming up here to Minnesota. I was all pumped. I wanted to go to the game. I was going to figure out a way. If I had to wear a hazmat suit, I was going to go. You know, and that brings me to my next thing was was going to the games. You know, right now, they're not even 100% sure fans will be at the games. And if fans are at the games, it's going to be in a limited capacity. You know, and they've even had mentions of making anybody who comes to the game sign a waiver before you go in. You know, they have a little COVID waiver saying, you know, if you get sick while attending the game, you cannot sue the NFL, you can't sue the team, the owners, anybody. And... You know, if you're going to go to the game under these circumstances, you have to know the risks. It's just unfortunate that's the way we're living right now. But, you know, in the end of the day, fans without football is worse off than football without fans, I guess. At least I can still watch it on TV if we do proceed with it. But hopefully, you know, it's in a safe manner for the players. You know, the league and the players union, they're still in talks. They've talked about, you know, how they're trying to figure out how to make it safe for the players and everybody else. And they've come up with some things like the league has said, well, 35% of salaries will be held back in case there's financial issues due to the fans not being there. Well, everybody knows that the players aren't going to like that. They've already come out and said that clearly, and I, I don't blame them. You know, that was just one thing. They've given the possibility of players being able to opt out and sit out this season with no ramifications. You know, they're not penalized, it's not hurting your contract at all or anything like that. I would assume you wouldn't get paid for the year, but, you know, you're not in danger of breaching any contracts or anything like that. So it'll be interesting because there have already been NBA players, MLB players that have come out and said they are not playing this year in their respective seasons. So that'll be interesting. The, uh, the latest to come from the league is the most comical, in my opinion. It's the after-game you know, handshakes and jersey swaps. They will not allow them to do those. So you're telling me that you can spend 60 minutes face-to-face -face tackling these guys, getting into piles, 
being all up on each other, and then after the game spending two minutes and you can't swap a jersey. Like, your logic, I, I get why you're trying to keep people away from each other, but really after an, a full football game of face-to-face, like, think about the linemen. They're literally on each other the entire game almost. So it's just, it makes no sense. And, you know, Deshaun Watson tweeted out, he called it silly, and, you know, other people have tweeted out basically saying that the league is ignorant for even coming up and saying that, which... It's pretty stupid, but this is set in stone. You know, none of these rules are, are set. They're all, like the preseason, it's it's not set that we're only playing two games because they're still in negotiations. And until negotiations are done, nothing is final. Now let's move on to the linemen, the big boys, like I said. You know, they're all over each other all all game long, and... We've got all five guys coming back. This is, I believe, the first time in the Bill O'Brien era that all five starters from the previous year are going to be set to start week one for us, which is huge in my opinion. Uh, you know, continuity in the line is it's massive. Tunzel's finally going to get an offseason with us. If those of you who might have forgotten, he literally came over right before the season started, so he was learning everything as he went. And... That's going to be huge, you know, having a year under your belt with the offense, or a general idea of the offense being now that Tim Kelly's going to run it, but then having an offseason with it and, and knowing how each other moves, it's going to be great. You've got Howard and Sharping, they're both coming into their second year, and they both did really well in their rookie years. So I feel like now they know what it takes to be ready for the season. You know, last year, coming into it, you're still getting a feel for it. Then you get through it, you get through training camp, and you get through the season, and you're like, okay, I know what I need to be doing. So, you know, now they're ready, and I mean, I would hate to be a rookie this year. I would. You've got all this unknown uncertainty. You're not there in the facilities. You're not training with people face-to-face and learning that right now like you should be. So maybe that's why Bill O'Brien only kept his rookies to five this year, only brought in eight other guys, unsigned rookies. He kept it short. He kept it small. He wanted a veteran team, and he made that clear. So maybe he knows what he's doing. You know, only time will tell, and we will see. But having that continuity of the five guys returning and having a better understanding of how each other moves, reacts to different things, it's only going to make it better. They were already improving. They don't get enough credit for what they did last year, and hopefully... You know, with a mix of maybe Deshaun getting the ball out quicker, we drop those sacks even more. But Zach Fulton, a lot of you do not like him. He restructured his deal. You know, he was due, he had signed originally a four-year, like I think $27, $28 million contract in 2018. You know, $13 guaranteed. Well, that 13 was up. And he was due $6.5 million this year and $6.5 million next year. What we went ahead and did is we give him $5 million guaranteed this year and $3 million non-guaranteed next year. So his guaranteed money was up, but he restructured it to where he's getting $5 million guaranteed more, which obviously took a pay cut, but that's awesome. He did a, a good job for us. He was graded pretty well in pass protection. You know, and, and with him restructuring, it's immediately creating you know $2.75 free space for us this year 
which is huge, you know, and obviously next year it's going to create three and a half million. It's a huge deal in the sense of you keeping him around and you're keeping him for cheaper. A lot of you don't, like I said, a lot of you are not huge fans of him. And as soon as you saw that the Saints cut Warford, uh, their Pro Bowl guard, you were jumping all over that bandwagon. Bring Warford in, bring Warford in. You know, and, and while he may be a Pro Bowl guard, I'd still go with Fulton. I mean, personally, the Pro Bowl is, is becoming more of a popularity contest at this point. And don't get me wrong, Warford is good. He is a great lineman. He is a way better run blocker than Fulton. But Fulton is a way better pass blocker. And in this offense, I'd pick pass protection. You know, we've got a new high-flying offense that you're needing maybe that extra half second for the play to develop with all these speedy receivers going deep. You can't afford to, to lessen your pass protection. So I'd stick with Fulton, and frankly, I'm, I'm happy he's still here. You know, after that, there really hasn't been a whole lot of contract talks. You know, nothing's really happened there. There have been a lot of trade rumors, though. And uh, a big one has been with Jamal Adams, safety from the New York Jets. The dude's a baller. He is, you know, he's awesome. I would absolutely love to have him on the team. But what's it going to cost? I mean, if we did have him, though, you know, we could have him up close to the box. He is one of the best blitzing defensive backs ever, probably. He's up there. I think him and J.J. Watt are the only two that have had... I think it's like 12 sacks, 250 tackles, and 25 pass breakups in their first so many years. And it's insane. The dude, the dude just somehow finds a way to get to the ball. He's a great tackler and decent at coverage, too. I mean, he's a solid player. You have him play low towards the box and have Reed play single high. I think, you know, that duo in the back would be amazing. It really would. You know, and under his current contract, he's due three and a half million this year, roughly, and with his fifth year option next year, he's due nine point eight six million dollars. You know, that's not terrible. It really isn't. Um, and you obviously just freed up some space with the Fulton contract, so that wouldn't be a bad idea. And he wants out. He wants a trade from the Jets. And you know, Houston has made his short list of teams. He even tweeted, I love you, Houston. And boy, did that get Twitter world crazy. <laughs> Trust me, I was part of that craze. Um, and to top it off, you know, he's from Texas. Uh, he's from the Dallas area, and I know he does want to go to Dallas too. It would just be awesome to get him here. But like I said, what is it going to take? And what do we even have to offer? What can we do to bring in Jamal Adams? So in terms of draft capital, Houston has traded away their 2021 first and second round picks. Um, that was in part of the Tunzel Stills trade. So moving on back to the third round, you know, we have our third round pick and probably a third round comp pick for DJ Reader leaving and signing a massive deal in Cincinnati. We also have our fourth round pick. The fourth round pick we got from the cards in the nuke trade, uh, fifth, two, six, and a seventh. After that, you know, 2022, we've got all our picks, including, you know, first and second round, plus an extra fourth from the Rams. In 2023, we have all our picks. So we have some firepower, but it's 
future firepower. You know, obviously it wouldn't be next year's first round. If we did want to offer that, it would be two years from now. And frankly, I don't know if I want to do that. You know, with Watson's deal coming up, the best way to build around a new contract for a quarterback is the draft and cheap labor, basically. Maybe we can package some players together with possibly some picks. So what would that look like? A lot of people have said, well, maybe we package Will Fuller or Kenny Stills and maybe it's a third round pick. You know, a lot of people have been trying to say Benardrick McKinney because of his deal would need to be traded, but he doesn't really fit what the Jets need. And other people have said the only way it would work is if Justin Reed was part of the deal. And I don't want to get rid of Justin Reed. So the only way I see it is packaging maybe Will Fuller and next year's third and maybe 2022 second round pick and see. I don't know. You know, you're hoping that his trade value goes down by him really wanting out. You know, it kind of lessens the leverage for the Jets. But at the same time, Jamal Adams has said he will play through his rookie deal. He's willing to play through that rookie deal and then do the extension. Or, you know, you have the extension. So he'd play it out. So like you said, you're only getting $3.5 million on you this year. So the question is, is he worth it? God, he would help the defense dramatically, but is it is it that one piece that puts you over the top? I don't know. I still feel pass rush has got to be the biggest biggest key in helping the defense turn around. If these young guys can get in there and do the damage. I mean, look at the work they've been putting in. Aminahue has been killing it in the workouts. You know, I've seen Grenard doing awesome things. You know, if these guys include in Martin, Jacob Martin, Duke Ejiofor, uh, you got Blacklock coming in, pass rushing from the middle. If these guys can build that pressure on the quarterback, God, it helps the secondary tremendously. And that's what I think it's going to take in order to take the next step. Jamal Adams, if you make that move, it's a win-now move. You feel he is the piece keeping you from winning. And I just don't know. I don't. But we will see. You know, it, it is Bill O'Brien and old trader Bill. He, You never know with him. You know, and another big move that the Texans have been linked to recently is Antonio Brown. You know, as crazy as it is, or as crazy as he is, however you want to put it, you know, he's he's thrown with Watson. You know, Watson's uh, thrown him some passes this offseason. He's, you know, he's thrown with Russell Wilson. He's thrown with a couple people. Tampa Bay, Seattle, us, and Baltimore are like the four main uh, teams that Antonio Brown's been linked to. And last Thursday, we found out that Houston has been in contact with him about playing. You know, it hadn't gone anywhere. Uh, I don't know if they were talking contracts or what, but they've been in contact with him, and they're one of the only teams that has taken it that far. And while I don't agree with, like, his personal life choices and what he's done, the dude can ball out. I mean, 
he's been out for a year and he can come back on the field and probably still be a top 10 wide receiver. He's it's nuts how good he is and on the field. It's unquestionable. He would improve the Texans tremendously, you know, and he has that history already with Jack Easterby from his year in new England. Granted, it wasn't like the best probably because he obviously didn't change when he was there. He had the issues going into it. And then while he was there as well, you have to hope he tames it down if he does come in. You know, in college and early off with the pros, you know, he was praised for his hard work ethic. He went to Central Michigan um, and wasn't highly recruited as a high school student and was a sixth-round pick in the draft, but just busted his butt to get where he is and to get to the elite status of wide receiver in the NFL. You know, if he can get back to that and make it about football – then yes, he'd be a welcome fit for the Texans. But if he still has the issues and is trouble, he is not going to bode well with this locker room. And frankly, Bill O'Brien's not going to have any of it. Clearly, he's proven that in other aspects of what he's done as general manager and coach. Now, bringing him in is one thing, but the, the problem is that he's still under investigation for his actions. As soon as he signs with any team, he's probably going to put be put on the commissioner's exempt list, and we don't know for how long. You know, and in bringing him in, you would need to know, you know, is he going to be gone for four weeks and then play the rest? Is he going to be gone half the season, or is he going to be gone the whole year? You know, what's the point of bringing him in and signing him if he's going to be gone the whole year? Sure, you'd get him the next year, but at the same time, you're wasting your time in my opinion. But if you find out he's going to be suspended only four games, then God, it might be worth it. You know, that kind of talent on the field, you know, with Deshaun Watson, you saw what he did with DeAndre Hopkins and the numbers they put up. You know, AB's a different kind of wide receiver, and he, he seems like he might fit better with this new fast-paced, speedy offense that they're wanting to run. It would be a plus on the statistical side for Houston to sign him. Now, signing him, what does that mean for the rest of the wide receivers? Because, you know, AB's not going to come in and be the third or fourth wide receiver on the depth chart. You know, you just paid a second-round pick for Brandon Cooks, so he's obviously going to be there. You just signed Randall Cobb, and he's going to be working that slot. And... That's not exactly, you know, where you're probably wanting to put Brown. So that leaves Fuller and Stills as kind of the odd men out, or at least they're the most expendable of the group. And I don't feel we'd keep all five. No, I wouldn't think it's practical either. I'd feel you need to, to get something in return from one of them. And basically what I think would happen is we would use this to maybe package Fuller and some picks, like I was saying earlier, to maybe go get Jamal Adams or, you know, another player we might need. But you know what? It, it honestly all depends on how much AB would play. You know, if he's going to be suspended 10, 12 games, keep everybody. And then he can come in fresh for the playoffs. You know, it, it really comes down to that. And... Well, in the end, is it worth it? We'll see. We'll also see where it goes. It's been kind of quiet. It's been a week. And no new news with any of it. So I feel O'Brien kind of moves quickly when he wants something. 
So if we haven't heard anything yet, I feel it's not going to happen. But like I said, we will see. So within that time frame of hearing about the AB contact talks and stuff, Mahomes signed a mega deal. Ten years. Let me rephrase that. Ten years. A ten-year deal worth up to $503 million. That's half a billion dollars. A lot of that is there's triggers each year that set stuff into motion. You know, roster bonuses. I think 2026, he's due $49.5 million roster bonus or something like that. So $477 million of it is quote-unquote guaranteed. But like I said, it's guaranteed through those triggers, making the roster each year, you know, playing so many games. $25 million of that is incentive. He gets $2.5 million for, you know, winning MVP or winning the Super Bowl. That's where your $25 million comes in. Of all of it, if he walked out on the field week one, tore his ACL and could never play again, he walks away with a little over $141 million, which is still a lot of money. Wow, 10 years, you know. All this is crazy, especially after, you know, the week before we were hearing that, well, Deshaun Watson's looking for a three-year deal. You know, he wants that three-year extension so that he can hit up that lucrative deal again when he turns 30, or right before he turns 30, which, you know what, I don't blame him. In five, six years, the way it breaks out, Mahomes may be making average quarterback money. So if I'm Deshaun Watson, why not try to go the multi-deal route? Why put all your money in one, or put all your eggs in one basket when you can sign now and sign again? You know, it was pretty funny, though, when it did come out because multiple players on the Texans team tweeted at Deshaun when this happened. You know, um, Dylan Cole tweeted uh, straight to Deshaun Watson, you know, check it out or whatever he said. I think he actually just said, hey, Deshaun. You know, I didn't like, look at this. You know, J.J. Watt tweeted out to him, you know, had that Shaquille O'Neal gif where he's kind of doing the eyebrow thing, like, yeah, check that out. You know, they know he's going to get paid, and they want him to. They want him around. They want him in Houston. Like I said, he's looking for that three-year deal. He's not going to take a long-term deal like this. Nobody will. Yes, there have been other... 10-year deals or close to it throughout history. You know, Brett Favre in 2001. Michael Vick, I believe it was 2009. You know, there have been... Donovan McNabb signed a 12-year deal. There have been deals that long. It's just... I seriously don't see them doing that. And like I said, with Watson, I don't think he wants to do it either. You know, he's wanting that second lucrative contract extension right in the middle of his peak, you know, playing time. The Texans, they're going to give it to him. They're going to pay him now, and they're going to pay him then. He, he might not sign a 10-year extension, but he will be here for 10-plus years. Super talented, and Bill O'Brien loves him. You basically are going to walk up to him like Chiefs did with Mahomes and say, here's a blank check. Put whatever you want on it. While I don't think he's going to be super greedy with it, 
maybe he does a three-year, $120 million fully guaranteed, you know, $40 million a year. I could see the range 40 to 42. That's what I'm that's what I'm hearing and that's what I'm seeing. You know, 40 to 42 million dollar a year extension. And that's the big key part here is it has to be a 3-year extension, not a 3-year contract. 3-year extension means he plays out the rest of his rookie contract, which is huge in the sense of cap space. You know, he's not going to hit hit as hard with cap space early on. But at the same time, Houston has quite a bit of cap space left over. So you'd almost want to front load everything with that to where you can afford it. So what's he going to do? I have a feeling here in the next week or two, we're going to find out. The big shoes dropped with Mahomes signing. So that leaves Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson. You know, I think it honestly helps Watson out and kind of hurts Dak. You know, we'll see what he does. He's been, you know, trying to get a deal done for a while. Maybe he's going to be, oh, I want a 10-year or 15-year billion-dollar contract. You know, something funny. But, like I said, Watson has two options. He goes the Mahomes route, does a long-term deal, or he does the Russell Wilson route and takes a few shorter-term deals. I think he's going the Wilson way. And... We'll be signing a three-year deal here in the next week and a half, two weeks. And if that happens, you will obviously be getting an instant emergency episode right here from Back Row Texan Show. So be ready for that. Keep your eyes open because if you see emergency podcast alert, click on it, listen, hear all about the the deal because I will give it to you the second I find out about it. So... Keeping on the Deshaun Watson news, he's been working out in Arizona in that 107, 108 degree weather, throwing bombs to Brandon Cooks, his new new weapon, wide receiver. And they look good. I mean, I know they're probably not going to post videos of them looking bad and missing, but what they are posting, it looks good. And go out there, check out their videos, you know, they look like they're in sync already, and if that's the case, then watch out, League, because Deshaun Watson can throw a beautiful deep ball, and Brandon Cooks is one of the best in the business at the deep ball, so you may be seeing some fireworks often. And, you know, I'm high on Cooks this year. You know, yes, he comes with the head injury issues, you know, the concussions, but if he's in there, just like Fuller, if Fuller's in there, they're money. And Cooks is so low in average draft value for fantasy football this year, he is going to be a huge value for you. You're going to be getting him late in drafts, and you are going to be thanking yourself that you took a chance on him. But it's not even a chance when you're taking him that late. Just make sure you draft Brandon Cooks because he is going to light it up for you. Trust me. And on the wide receiver talk, DeAndre Hopkins this week came out with a, uh, we'll go with a controversial tweet, little jab maybe towards the Houston Texans. And, you know, while some people are defending it and saying that it wasn't malicious, it wasn't bad, 
did not seem like it was very nice. <laughs> we'll go with, I'll, I'll just read it to you. He goes, 24 reasons why Mahomes deserves that. Zero doubts he will win more Super Bowls. Well, those of you who don't remember, they were up 24 to zero on the Chiefs before losing, before they came back all the way and destroyed the Texans, honestly. It was terrible after that point. But why even tweet that out? You've been gone for months. Like something really must have been bad between them for you to keep bringing stuff up like this. And, you know, if it's fun, whatever. If it's malicious, whatever. You were there too. Yes, you were hurt. And thank you for playing through being injured. You know, you were a trooper and you were awesome. But you were still there. You were a part of the 24-0. And just stick to your stuff. Stick to football in Arizona. Don't worry about Houston anymore unless we're playing each other. And the only way that's going to happen this year is in the Super Bowl. So if we meet in the Super Bowl, it's on. But until then, you do you. Leave Houston alone. Now, the last news I told you I was going to bring up was about J.J. Watt and possibly sitting out for the season. You know, like I mentioned earlier, the NFL is giving the option for players to opt out this year without being punished. Well, J.J. Watt might take that, might do it. And his reasoning for it is based solely on what the NFL decides to do for player safety. If the NFL is requiring players to wear face shields, face masks, he's out. You know, he said he was in a press conference on Wednesday and said, you know, I tried a face shield advisor one time. You know, he might have been rookie year, year two. You know, I tried it. It looked cool. I wanted to look cool. I thought it looked awesome. Tried it on. Three quarters of the way through practice said, take this crap off. I'm going to die. <laughs> he said, I'm never wearing that stuff again. And he's getting to the point where he might prove that. You know, if the NFL requires you to wear something over your face like that, he's going to sit out the season. And frankly, that would just be nuts and Hopefully that's not the case. You know, I'm all for the players being safe. But if you throw a face shield on there or something that covers your mouth like that, your helmet, or I've seen helmet modifications that it's like completely enclosed almost to where stuff's not coming out. Dude, you've got 300 plus pound linemen running around out there who can barely breathe as it is with a full open face mask and you're going to try to cover all that up and limit the oxygen supply, people are going to be passing out. There's going to be your safety issue. So my guess is, you know, the NFL is going to take notice on what Watt said. And if they are going to do a face mask thing, they're going to highly recommend it, but not require it. And that's probably the smarter thing. Like I said, I'm all for the safety of the players. There's no reason they should play unless there's a safer way to do it. You know, it's not worth anybody getting seriously hurt to the point of, you know, spending days in the hospital from this sickness. Yes, they know they go out there. You can break limbs. You can tear muscles and joints and stuff like that. But 
that's not necessarily life or death. Yes, the linebacker for the Steelers, you know, he broke his neck and was paralyzed. Stuff like that happens, and it is a dangerous sport. But, you know, this is on a different level, in my opinion. So, hopefully, it dies down to where we can get a season, because the fan in me misses it so much. You know, I miss sports so much, it's killing me. I'm a huge baseball fan. Right now, we should be in the middle of, we should have started the second half of the season. We haven't even gotten a game yet, you know, and they're supposed to start at the end of the month, so I'm super happy about that. You know, I need sports. I love sports. I'm super competitive. I'm ready to see it happen, get back out on the field, go at each other, but we got to do it safely, and hopefully everybody out there is being safe as well. You know, be smart. You know, wear a mask in public. Do all of everything you can. If you don't have to go out, don't go out. Don't be those idiots that are, you know, elbow to elbow at a party, drinking, passing the bottle around, taking shots off it. Don't be stupid, you know, because you're going to be the reason that contributes to not having anything happen in the fall. So don't be that reason. And don't put anybody else at risk. So... That's going to be it for today's podcast. You know, Thank you for hearing me out. Again, I'm so sorry for not getting anything out to you in over a month. But I'm back. I'm going to be on a more regular basis. So go find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. You name it, I'm probably on it. I'm literally probably on all of them. And if I'm not, reach out to me, and I will be. It doesn't take much. But go like, go subscribe. For that matter, go subscribe and listen to other guys from the Back Row Network. Tons of great podcasts for tons of teams we have. But that being said, we're not even halfway full for the network. We have tons of teams we need podcasts for. So, you know, reach out to me. Reach out to Back Row Fantasy Show. Reach out to us if if you're a fan of a team and you want to get into it. It's so much fun. These guys are awesome. We have a blast. We talk pretty much on a daily basis. And it's it's a lot of fun. Like I said, you know, we have laughs, you know, we give each other content, you know, ideas. I have a podcast I'm going to do in a couple weeks here where I'm going over my favorite player from each level of the defense, each position in the offense, you know, in Texans history. And I brought that idea up and you know, other people have used it. The uh, Rob with the Back Row Steelers show, which I recommend is a good one. Um, he's been doing that the past couple weeks. You know, that's been his his podcast, and it's been a great podcast. It's fun. You get to sit there and go through the history of the team. But it's just stuff like that, and, and you really get a love for your team even more when you get to, when you do research on them. You sit there and think about it, and then you get to talk about it and share it with others. It helps build your passion. So if you're a fan of a team and we don't have a podcast yet for it, hit us up. You know, we need all the people we can get. So like I said, like, rate, review, subscribe, do all that. Tell your friends about this podcast. You know, hopefully we can spread the word. You can tell them to tell some friends too, family. You know, it gives you guys something to talk about. You know, hey, did you listen to the podcast this week or not? You know, it helps helps spread, spread the podcast and... Hopefully we can reach out to a ton of people. You know, I'm looking to bring on a couple guests in the future um, and possibly do some giveaways as well. But we got to build up that fan base in order to uh, 
to get some people on here and to get get companies to to help sponsor and give giveaways away so that being said everybody stay safe be smart and don't forget go Texans.